Coming up on today's show, Tatiana Carrera is a published author of a self-help guide, Oralicious, the truth about sex, intimacy, and passion, and screenwriter of Five Senses, a Tale of Sex. She's a podcaster of Oralicious, a Tale of Sex, now in its fifth season. She's also a relationship and sexuality coach and host of one of the hottest rooms on Clubhouse, The Pleasure Journey, daily at 1.05 p.m. Eastern Time with 5,000 followers and growing. Tatiana is also in discussions to license her USPTO trademark Oralicious, a lipstick and cocktail brands. Welcome to Loving Without Boundaries, where we hear inspiring stories, share actionable advice, and talk about the challenges and the joys of ethical non-monogamy and polyamory. I'm your host, Kitty Shambliss. Coming up after the break, my conversation with Tatiana Carrera. Are you bored with dick pics? Do random hookups and empty chats kill your vibe? Tired of being catfished or wasting time with messages from faceless profiles? Then you need to get Monogamish, a new dating app designed for singles and couples of all genders and sexualities, looking for dates, mates, and everything in between. Access exclusive matchmaking events, workshops with dating and sexuality gurus, and exclusive offers so hot you'll just have to see for yourself. Download Monogamish for free from Google Play or the Apple App Store. Monogamish. Explore fluid relationships. Welcome back to Loving Without Boundaries, where I am super thrilled to be here with Tatiana Carrera, who I met at the New York Sex Expo. We just realized back in 2018, well <laughs> yes. before the pandemic. I can't believe it, but I love that we have been resilient and we are here and we are also finally doing this this beautiful podcast episode. So thank you so much for being here and welcome to the show. Kenny, it's an honor and a pleasure. And I bow down to greatness. <laughs> you are so sweet. Woo, girl. <laughs> I am thrilled to have you here. And your your energy is incredibly infectious as well. So I'd love it if you could tell our listeners a little bit about yourself in your own words. Sure. I am. Hello, everyone out there. <laughs> to um, Kitty's amazing, amazing audience. You know, you guys have a gym. Appreciate her. Trust and believe. I'm Tatiana Kerr, I'm a relationship and sexuality coach. I host a daily room on Clubhouse and my room to celebrate the second year anniversary. We have over 5,000 members and growing because every day during lunch hour, we talk about sex, Q&A. Roar, heart, meat. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I want to get you on that girl. You let me know when and I'm telling going to shut down Clubhouse. That's <laughs> you on a spot. <laughs> you are just amazing. Your energy is just off the charts. So yeah, I can't wait. Author as well. So um, with my self-help guide called Oralicious, which is my brand, the truth about, I'm going to say this slow, oral sex, intimacy, and passion. Ooh. And it's with the Library of Congress. So they want to block it too bad. <laughs> it is at the Library of Congress. Yes, at the Library of Congress, absolutely. Yes, that is awesome. Good for you. Yeah. 
How amazing. Well, I, I, it's always an honor to talk to a published author. I know firsthand having one book out there, how challenging and uh, the, the love and the heart and the soul that goes into writing a book. So yeah, thanks for being here and for the work that you've put out. So very cool. Well, I'd love to, I'd love to just learn a little bit more about you and just to have an exciting and fun conversation. So um, I'd love to go back in time a little bit to sure. maybe when you were younger, maybe it was in school or who knows when, but was there a particular moment when you knew that maybe you just weren't quite like all the other kids? There was something just a little bit unique about you, whether you were getting uh, realizing that being sex positive was really important to you or or whatever it is for you, or maybe you were just a little bit different than the other kids? Well, uh, I learned I was a girl and I had special <laughs> powers. <laughs> <laughs> At the age of 12, I've been having orgasms since I was 12 years old, Kitty. Wow. And I wasn't masturbating, but I've, I, always, I, I grew up with really great legs. And for some reason, <laughs> I discovered them. And I used to like squeeze my legs so, so, so tight. And I felt this sensation, like, whoa, whoa. And it got, I said, got so good at that. I had like amazing, amazing legs even more. And then when I became a young adult, I started working at a library called Danielle Library. And they put me in a young adult section. Why did they do that? Because I never shelved back books. I just never did. I was reading. <laughs> and I got so fascinated with orgasm. Mm -hmm. And since then, I've just been so obsessed with orgasms and spreading the word. I even have an oral sex bill of rights on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you are just fascinating to me. And I actually had that in my notes before we got, we got recording that I was like, okay, so I refresh my memory. And I had I literally wrote down that I got your, your bill of rights when we were at the New York Sex Expo. So awesome. thank you for doing that that is incredible i have to revise i think it's very one-sided uh, not to tag myself but i'm heterosexual and um and that's kind of like a bad thing now i love dick sorry <laughs> it's all right with me i call myself hetero flexible just i yeah. tend to lean more towards the you know the cock side of things but i like to kind of yeah, an open the cock like, girl hell down what <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> So, um, so yeah, so I'd loved, is there any other, um, like stories where maybe you, you just were like, oh my God, I, I love, I hear very much like you loved orgasms from a very young age. Um, so to me, that also says maybe you were very sex positive. Was there any interesting stories along the way for, yeah. you know, where, you know, where you really kind of stepped into that, that power of being really sex positive, somebody who loves to talk about sex, anything like that? So, first of all, I am the founder of the Open Talk Sex All the Time uh, president. Um, no, I just, first, I love conversation. And I one of my favorite topics is about sex. And I think a lot of us are so missing the mark, so, so missing the mark. It's a fuck fest out here now. Everyone's fucking, there's still so many people totally lost in their sauce. And it's like, because you guys are totally missing the mark. So when I really discovered myself sexually, um, when I get excited or excitable, my my vulva lips, they swell up. I'm like, boom. And I, I love how wet and juicy, like the Victoria Falls, my yoni pussy or a lotus flower gets. Mm. And when 
Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion put their song out called White Ass Pussy and the backlash, I went ballistic. Oh. I'm like, do you not remember the, ling- the lyrics? Make the pullout gang, give un- I know I talk fast. When she said, make the pullout gang weak, Kitty. I'm like, you not know what she needs? Are you serious? I do that, okay? <laughs> so I, I have a t-shirt called The Wet Ass Pussy. The Wet Ass Pussy Matters. Well, mm-hmm. it matters, yeah. Because we as human beings, we all were designed to enjoy sexual pleasure. Our body is designed for sexual pleasure. Mm-hmm. So when I discovered myself, and I learned myself, um, I love masturbating. It was my girlfriend, homework, I said, uh, you don't masturbate I'm like, oh, no, that's white people shit. We don't do that in our culture. She goes, uh, wrong. Mm-hmm. And she said, she goes, you need to start because, we, and I was 21. She said, because if you don't, your vulva walls will never, ever, ever learn to contract. Mm. And when she said that, I've done marathons, fell off the bed. And um, now that I'm older, um, I still test to see if my juices are flowing. They're still flowing. And I have now, I'm in a stage of now where I'm like in that marinated pussy stage where I haven't had sex in a while. It's all good to me because whomever get lucky and get it, good luck. <laughs> Did you call it a marinated pussy stage? Oh, hell yeah, girl. One year of the night. Guy, what's that? <laughs> so what is, I've never heard that. What does that mean? Okay, so, you know, when you're cooking something, you're simmering in, and you want that <laughs> mint to be nice and tenderized and, and you know, filled with flavor and, oof. So marinated pussy to me is like you've been on sabbatical or on hiatus. One year, two years, three years, three years. Good luck. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. Can I say, I don't want to say deadly, but that's some powerful shit. Put it that way. Yep. Good stuff, girl. I love that. I, I'm totally, if, if I may borrow that phrase, I love that phrase. It is so funny. And I do warning signs this point in my life. You sure you're ready to do this? It is. Are you sure you're ready to do this? No, 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 no. Are you sure? I don't play. Because honestly, Kitty, the body to me is something so beautiful. And I think the body's craving sexual love because we just don't understand. Every component on our body serves a purpose. And we have the brain, of course, but then we also have our sex senses. My tag, sex senses are like our five senses, our five senses, sight, sound, taste, touch, and smell are all sexual. Mm-hmm. We only use two. Taste and touch. Taste and, taste and touch. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. It, it, it baffles my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Well, your passion is just off the charts, which I, I really love. So I I wanted love I'd love to understand if there was a, a a light bulb moment where you were meant to maybe be like a you know a sex educator or a, you know a sex and relationship coach like what was what was that epiphany that you had? Excellent question. I'll promise you to slow it down because I talk stuff I've been a New Yorker. So I've been having orgasms since I was twelve years old. Mm-hmm. I started masturbating more intently when I was twenty one. My first internal orgasm, Kitty. I was 29 years old and he walked me through it. Wow. He literally whispered in my ear. Mm-hmm. He goes, I just need you to stay in the present, feel every thrust, feel every stroke. And when I, and he literally like was my conductor, like my Leonard Burden scene, seriously. And, and then he also felt me contracting mm-hmm. because he was bringing me through the journey. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and no, yeah. And, what my room on Clubhouse called the pleasure journey duh, is also my book, but because it starts at the beginning, 
that's just the start of it. Mm-hmm. With the kissing and the intensity, and I'm very t- intense, you know, very sensual and all this stuff. But when we settled in the middle, the look, the nucleus of this beautiful moment and feeling, and how he allowed me to ride it and, and get one with him, but more so my body staying there and feeling it changed my whole life. And then we climax together. He goes, I feel you coming. Let it go. Let it go. And from that point on, I've never turned back. Wow. What a story. Yeah. Are you still friends with that man? Uh, we was, but he passed some years oh, ago. Um, so yeah. Young too. But um, he was one of my, he's out in my top three arsenals. Make sure I tell you about that. We have time. But he's definitely one of those that truly impacted my life sexually. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because he knew how to love on a woman's body. Wow. Well, yeah. I tip my hat to him yeah. wherever he is. Absolutely. Yeah. We can Absolutely. put some good, good vibes <laughs> out there to that, that beautiful you. human being. I feel you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, what a what an incredible story. And thank you for so vulnerably sharing that here. And and Absolutely. I'll be happy to vulnerably share here with you and our listeners. I've said this uh, maybe a couple other episodes, but I literally did not have an orgasm. I kid you not. I don't even know the exact age, but I'll call it like 43. It was in my 40s. Really? So if you can believe that, yeah. And it was partly because I, I grew up Catholic. Okay. So, so all the guilt and the shame and don't mm-hmm. touch yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I did starting having sex in college, I went on the pill. And I had no idea until 25 years later when I went off the pill that it was suppressing my libido mm-hmm. and it was affecting my ability to orgasm. Um, because once I eventually went off the pill to see mm-hmm. if my husband and I could have kids, mm-hmm. then I had like the horniness of a, a teenage boy <laughs> and we discovered polyamory. So I had, you know, multiple lovers in my life. And that's when I started to oh, orgasm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. um, but yeah, I mean, discovery. Isn't it, it was a total discovery. And I had, oh. I, I, Tatiana, I literally used to cry about it because I, I, I loved sex and I loved, you know, the pleasure of the senses like you were describing. And I would cry to my girlfriends just being like, how come I can't orgasm? You know, what's oh, wrong with me mindset? You know, I yeah. get often, often, especially I also wrote every once a month, the last Thursday of every month, your pussy is not broken. Mm, because so yeah. many women still don't have them. They never touch their bodies, and and uh, there's like cum buckets. And no, you're not far from wrong. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I'm glad the awakening happened, and mm-hmm. and because of that, you've evolved in that, you know, and now you know what what's expected of yourself and your partner or partners. You yeah. know, this is a beautiful, beautiful gift. Ah, uh, yeah. Cool about that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I'm so glad that you that you said that, and that we're having this conversation because I would have loved to have listened to two beautiful women talking about this conversation earlier, so that I didn't think that my pussy was broken. So right. for anybody who's listening, your pussy is not broken, right? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, and I had even gone to my doctor and just like, hey, doc, is all of the, is everything working down there? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And they they assured me that it was, and and so that almost in Back then, it was almost more depressing. But then eventually, uh, once I realized I was not like, you know, permanently anorgasmic, it, yeah, a whole world opened up, which partly led to this podcast, to having radical 
Yeah, exactly. So having these conversations. Um, and yeah, now it's, it's like a muscle, you know, it's just something that I get better and better at. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So for anybody who's listening, if that gives you hope, you know, I'm sure when you were 29, you must've been thinking like, why did this have to wait till I was 29? Well, you know, right. sometimes it could be somebody in their forties or their fifties or their sixties and you know, it still can happen. So um, it's almost still yeah. not even having them. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And you may see that in your, in your work. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So another thing I'd love to ask you is your book, Oralicious, the truth about oral sex, intimacy, and passion. What, what a great title. What was the, <laughs> Yes, I bet it is. Um, and I love the word oralicious. Did you make that up? Uh, absolutely. I did. And Wendy Williams inspired me to do it, uh, but it actually is my brand. Your U.S. patent trademark brand and it's a lipstick and cocktail I'm hoping to launch soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Well, good for you. Yeah. What What was the, tell me about what made you decide that you needed to write that book? Was there something that happened or something that you moved through? Uh, excellent question again. Uh, so I was told that I start things and never finish. Okay. So um, one of my favorite all-time topics is sex. And I'm a woman first. And I'm like, okay, we're living in this fast-paced instant gratification sexually charged culture that defines how we're supposed to have sex society from A to Z. Mm-hmm. What about B through Y? Why would leaving all the, the nucleus and all the gook and all the, the goodness on the table? And that's what inspired me to write the book, you know. And um in retrospect, I probably would not put oral sex on my cover um because it's when people get the book or, you know, they categorize me in a certain group. Um, I'm not about sex like that. You know, I'm about enlightening and educating and informing and uplifting anyone to show themselves better for themselves sexually, you know? Um, but at the end of the day, and Kitty, you can confirm this if you would like, what man you don't, don't like having his dick sucked? Uh, excuse me. <laughs> I hear you. And I, I, you're right. From my experience, I would say I, I don't believe that I've met a man, to my knowledge, that did not want to have his dick sucked. I agree. And I'm going to share with you because I love you, girl. I'm going to share the secret why. <laughs> so my muse at the time, this wonderful time I dated, um, and he was my muse. And um, I, I said, so what do we like from the dick suck? He goes, you don't know? I'm like, of course, I don't know. I would be asking you. He goes, the throat never expands. And it stays moist. I'm like, oh, oh my God, that so makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that does make a lot of sense. And now, now that you said it, yes, right? it's very duh, but it is nice just to hear it from a perspective. And you're like, yeah, thank, thank you for telling me that. That does make a lot of sense. Absolutely. <laughs> and also, I wanted to be, break it down to basics because you have people who don't like kissing. Then what are you doing to get your libidos revved up? What are you doing to, you know, set the set the flame on fire? What are you doing? I consider myself Picasso. Your body is my blank canvas. So with that, every brushstroke matters. So I started with the very basic first chapter with kissing. How are you fucking? How are you having sex? You're not a good kisser. Problem for me. So I think I tell you you can't kiss, you can't fuck. Seriously, mm-hmm. I do believe that. And I know mm-hmm. that sounds not cool, but I do. So because the lips have 10,000 nerve endings, Kitty. They're there for a reason. And what's so great about our amazing lips? It comes with a package deal. Mouth, lips, and tongue. You're not using them? So in my book, there's a do's and don'ts. 
never kiss with firm lips. I'm talking about during sex. Week, not week one. Bye. Have a good day, babe. See you soon. No, I'm talking about during sex. Firm lips, toss it out of the window. It's like ego and pride. Check it at the door. Firm lips, check it at the door. Pecking, check it at the door. There are 10,000 nerve endings for a reason. To love, to get meshed with one another, to get lost in a kiss. Like, I'm a master kisser. Oh my gosh. I, I just like kissing because I love kissing. Mm-hmm. I love kissing. I love kissing too. And yeah. it, to me, it's it's an art form, you know? Absolutely. It's yeah. Like, I think the first intimate oral sex there is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think too, to your point, like j- luxuriating in that too. Sometimes yeah, people just like want to go to, yeah, just, you know, okay, let's, let's kiss for 10 seconds and then let's whip it out and have sex. It's like, no, let's luxuriate in the kissing. Let's, like you said, I love how you said that your Picasso and the body is your canvas. Like, yeah, yeah like, sl- like slowing it down. Yeah. And as not just for the, the female partner, but right. also, you know, the woman, but also for like any partner, because it's, it's fun and just leaning into the sensuality of it, the pleasure of it. I love the quote, just sex is fun and pleasure is good for you. So why not just I love that, that moment? Absolutely. Absolutely. And chapter yeah. three is all by Roger's own. Even if oh, you're not nice. into a Roger zone, you can play the game. Let's find each other with Roger zones. Because again, our body is the biggest, biggest nerve ending we have that exists for, for us as human beings. And we don't even sometimes even know that. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking to your, your listeners right now. Even if you take the, the opposite of your hand and just stroke the back of your opposite hand, you'll feel a sensation. So imagine your mouth, lips, and tongue mm-hmm. on my body. Like, what? Yeah. So yeah, I don't play. I actually I give free workshops. Seriously, mm-hmm. on kissing. Yeah, that's amazing. I would love yeah. to attend. I'll do a free one for you. They just got a, a new. Honestly, my I free workshop. Honestly, and all they buy is my little twenty five dollar book, my self help guide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we go in. We go in. Oh yeah, that would be amazing. I I would love to experience that. That's so beautiful and generous of you that you do that for I'll that you do that, that for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Another thing I'd love to ask about is I in your bio I was reading about incorporating the five sex senses when we were in the act of sex play. I'd love it if you could expand on that a little bit. Oh, absolutely. So um, the body is a wonderland of pleasure. And I, I, I get that, that quote from Jaya. So we are all vibrational creatures. And the, on the cover of my book is a beautiful quote by Marilyn Monroe. We are all born sexual creatures, thank God. But it's a pity so many people despise this natural gift. Mm. So our five senses, I've coined it into our sex senses because we're all sexual creatures. Mm -hmm. So sight, sound, taste, touch, and smell are all sexual sexual tools. Mm -hmm. See, I teach from a very naturalistic point of view when it comes to sex. I mean, toys is great. Swings are great. PDS, whatever you choose to do, that's fine. But can we at least learn about our own natural tools first before you want to introduce a tool? Because we all have these beautiful tools at our fingertips. The eyes are sexually charged. You can mm. look at someone and get turned on. Like attraction. Hello? No, yes. Right? Mm. I'm and, thinking you know, about somebody right now, just thinking about his eyes and like, I'm turned on. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the beautiful thing. He might pick up on you looking at him 
and the attracts you guys are like transforming this energy. Now you're both intoxicated just behind you guys looking at each other. Mm-hmm. That's a sexual dynamic that we don't play on. And again, we, I, I'm so passionate about five senses, our sex senses, because they matter. The brain does not operate alone. We have this, it's like we're baking a delicious, beautiful wedding cake or something. Well, all these ingredients got to go in there. The mm-hmm. sight, the sound, when you're in a beautiful, climactic embrace and you're feeling and now your body's a meshing and all this energy is going insane. You don't hear anything. I, I'm like, oh God, keep going. Oh, I'm over here. You want to hear this part the mode. I'm so animated. I'm so sorry, Kitty. No, it's great. No need to apologize. Be unapologetic here. Anything beautiful, but also for hormones. Are you serious? I, I, hormones are, again, the smell of body sweat. Like all this matters. It really does. Mm-hmm. You know, then that, and then taste and touch with mouth, lips, and tongue. Mm-hmm. How do you don't love on the body? How do you don't take your fingertips and trace and love the body? So the sex senses is nothing but a reword for your five senses because it's so lame to me. And it's basically incorporating all your sex senses into the dynamic of at the start of sex. And we, we only, like I said, we only rock with maybe two taste and touch, but we got to incorporate all that into the, 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 the mix. Because mm-hmm. when we do that, we are expounding on this beautiful thing called sex. And it just expands the levity of where we can go with this, with this thing called sex. Mm-hmm. That is a beautiful gift. Yeah. And, and thank you for just your enthusiasm, your, <laughs> your optimism, your, yeah, your infectious energy. I mean, I, I want to like go upstairs and start masturbating right now. So <laughs> yeah, get the pussy juicy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the master trick too, when you come prior, <laughs> no one listens, talking kitty. When you come prior, <laughs> but you still can get that juices working and see, this is a quick one, Kitty. Have you ever choked the dick? Yes. So you know. Okay. I do. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> you are just amazing. So, um, so I'd love to maybe expand on, let's talk about masturbation in a way, because a lot of yeah. times people, especially with me growing up Catholic, I mean, I was taught that masturbation was wrong and I would go blind if I touched myself mm-hmm. so much that, you know, I, it, that fed into me being or anorgasmic all those years. And mm-hmm. I ended up buying Betty Dodson's work, Sex for One, and just mm-hmm. reading lots of books about masturbation when I was on that kind of um, research journey, so to speak. And I loved a quote that I saw here that uh, always embrace and be true to thyself, self-love, self-care, self-awareness, and self-exploration is your birthright. And I think that's so beautiful. I'd love it if you could just talk about like your views on self-pleasure to help maybe anybody who's listening just kind of release any, any shame about that or any like blaming their partner, like you're not taking care of me and I I shouldn't have to resort to masturbating kind of thinking. (laughs) Again, no, I agree. And so, first of all, I'm a pro proponent and and founder of the Masturbation Club. Number one, you owe it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Number two, it's your birthright. And we're all human beings. We are all born sexual creatures, mm-hmm. but because we do live in a uh, patriarchal, very misogynistic world, let's keep it real. Mm-hmm. Women are just discovering themselves because we never mattered. We were there just to 
lay dormant for our sexual partner. So when we learned that, uh, oh, we can have orgasms too, uh, hello. And if you don't know your body and connect with your body, then what makes you think your partner going to connect with your body? Mm. So you have to learn your body. It's not a sin. I'm a Catholic. I was married to a pastor. Okay. Wow. Thinking is, yeah, you might want to cut that, but anyway, keep it going. (laughs) (laughs) But no, seriously, you know, we were born to enjoy sexual pleasures, our bodies. Think about it. Our bodies arouse through sensation. Our bodies get turned on because someone we may look at or we might hear them or they might approach us. And this is something naturalistic. Mm-hmm. When it when it when it when it levels up because you're in tune with it, you're feeling it, you're writing it. But our bodies were designed to have to have orgasms. Mm-hmm. Men and women. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Not I love women, it. women too. Yeah. Or that would never happen, like scientifically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go out the window, get going, start masturbating, learn your body. It's not a sin. You're not going to go to hell. We're living in hell, people. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then again, feel free to be unapologetic, but I agree with you. Like, there is so, there can be so much love, man. Like, I, I just don't understand it. And I remember when I met you at the door in 1866, it was your energy, it was your love, it was your beautiful smile. And you were so authentically you. Mm. And you was nice. Mm. And that's what the world is missing. Kindness and nice and love. And and yeah, I, I yeah. So I'm I'm gonna keep my torch um lit for love. Love matters, people, especially with love and good sex. I know. Absolutely. Right, <laughs> what a perfect it's a perfect combination in my book. Yeah, and I, Absolutely. I and I remember your energy was off the charts too and just how beautiful yeah. it was. I even remember like where in the room we had met. So um it really made an impact on me. So I, I think there's no accident why Absolutely. Even been no accident that we met, but also no, right. no accident that there's been several years that have passed and here we are having I was this on. I'm like, conversation. Oh my God, she remembered me really like she's so huge. Like, oh my God. Is her agent going to call me? <laughs> <laughs> well, and here you are. So, um, you. absolutely love talking about everything sex. So, as far as I'm concerned, you're welcome to come on anytime. Mm-hmm. And I'd love it if, is there any question that like I haven't asked you that you would um, like to answer? Or is there any like uh, thing that you would like to leave our listeners with? Um, before I do that, I would love to, because, you know, I, I host this room daily on Clubhouse, and I always talk about the four communities, Swingers, Polyamory, BDFM, and Kink. And there's a misconception, a negative misconception about polyamory. Mm-hmm. And I've learned through the conversations with the seasoned uh, polyamory, polyamory community that there's, there's still a disconnect that when you're in the polyamory community, you just fucking be married and, and everybody knows, but yet your partner don't know. And that's not polyamory. That's called cheating. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we don't do that in polyamory. That's not part of the platform. That's not part of, of their of their message or, or, or their communities. You know, when I talk to people at BDSM, you know, it's not about going to a dungeon and getting tied up and go, I'm part of BDSM. These are intellectuals who... Who, who actually teach at university? Teach at Ivy League. So the point I'm making is that 
Can you please dispel any negative notion about polyamory and that when you're in a polyamory relationship and you guys agree to other partners, everybody knows? Exactly. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm totally glad that you brought that up. Yeah. I mean, I can also say as a former cheater, I, I was a cheater, a serial cheating monogamous for about the first 12 years of my dating life. And it was partly because I had never, I didn't know the word polyamory existed. I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And cheating, you know, there's there's the guilt and shame. There's the lying. There's the not only you hurting the other person when they they possibly eventually uh, find out, or but there's still like an energy drain that's happening when there's cheating going on. But you're also hurting yourself. You know, you're hurting your own self worth, yeah. your own self, sense of self esteem. So for me, it was my epiphany was reading the book, The Ethical Slut. And that's yeah. where I first learned the word polyamory. Okay. And it was just completely eye opening because I thought, what? You know, there's this thing called polyamory or just practicing an open relationship. Mm-hmm. And no one ever told me that this was a thing. Right. And then once I wrapped my head around that, that you can just simply learn the skills to have transparent and honest conversations and you can uh, you know the world the skies are going to fall you know the the world isn't going to end and right. <laughs> you can do it yeah you can do it with the consent and the knowledge of everyone involved and there's a, a ton of different ways to move through that space because at the end of the day cheating can happen in any relationship cheating is just not honoring whatever your agreements are so you can right. just have completely different agreements in a polyamorous relationship than you might have in a monogamous relationship, but cheating can still happen. Mm-hmm. So it's more understanding like what are the ground rules? What are you and your partner's agreements and your your kind of um, rules of engagement, so to speak, mm-hmm. not from a way of controlling each other, but from a way of communicating in you know really honest, open, vulnerable, and and very often courageous ways so that everyone's getting their needs met. Because especially since we're talking so openly about sex here, mm-hmm. one partner may want to be tied up and practice mm-hmm. BDSM, right? right? And the other person may not, you know? Right. So you can have multiple partners to meet multiple sexual needs as well, not counting like emotional needs. That's, mm-hmm. you know, that that's also true. But yeah, it can definitely uh, expel any confusion on that. So the best of my ability, because I think I agree, it's a very, very important conversation to have. So I'm really Absolutely. glad that you brought it up. And also, you just eloquently stated, it's about communication, people. Mm-hmm. Communication, you know, and understanding what your values and morals are and not being like so holy than thou. But, you know, no one, I think, personally should ever just have sex in vain. Just to do it because, oh, my partner wants it or I'm just being here because and you get nothing back from it. Don't do that to you, so. Right. Like out of a sense of obligation. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that yeah. just doesn't feel good. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Especially to the body. Like, really? really? Yeah. I'll yeah. tell a quick, interesting story around that. <laughs> one of my partners and I, we were having um, a disconnect at one point where I was working actually so hard on my business here with Loving Without Boundaries that I felt absolutely exhausted. And so at the end of the day, I wasn't like I was too tired to have sex Mm -hmm. and then I was running myself ragged. So I was, um, you know, then I didn't have time because I had to like um, do all the things the next day. And so we were just disconnected sexually. And he was explaining to me that, um, you know, his needs weren't getting met. 
And so we were able to turn it around by um, me going to the gym and not like getting my energy back and readjusting my schedule, which was great. (laughs) But the story I want to tell is um, just recently, I kid you not, like a week ago, uh, I had uh, I didn't sleep well this one night. I had a horrible nightmare mm-hmm. and um, I woke up in the middle of the night and I couldn't get back. I literally cried out from the nightmare and I couldn't get back to sleep. And so um, when we woke up the next day, he was about to leave for a week and a half. And I felt badly that he, you know, he wanted to have sex and my body was exhausted. Mm-hmm. And we just negotiated really quickly. I was like, look, how about I lay on my side <laughs> Because I'm really, really tired and, you know, and you can kind of enjoy my body in a way that feels good to you. Just know that my energy level is low. So I may not be the one who's like fully participating, maybe not being on top. And we just kind of negotiated a way to be together sexually. And he's, yeah, and he's still away right now. And he's just keeps telling me like, that was so sexy. You know, I love just cuddling up behind you. And for me, it just felt like a, a massage down under with his, you know, his yeah, cock that's inside. That's a good me. position though. <laughs> exactly. And I just thought it was a great way to like talk about communication. Like we were able to communicate in a really beautiful way so that I was getting my needs met where I was also practicing a little bit of self-care by not like overexerting myself because I was tired, mm-hmm. but he still got to have his sexual needs met. And it all came down to beautiful and amazing communication. So just in case that helps any of the listeners, I thought you might enjoy that story too. That's a really good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it could also like, I love reading erotica, you know, so oh, you know, I, I'm really, I have to send you something because, uh, you know, I do have my own podcast and I have um, an amazing 12 day of Christmas uh, erotic tale involves Sansa Rudolph. Oh, Red, yes. Rain there and someone else. Awesome. <laughs> Well, now I'm intrigued. <laughs> uh, you would be. Yeah, good. <laughs> what What is the book called again? Uh, I, no, it's on the podcast. It's called, oh, on the podcast. Yeah, okay. it's 12 Days of Christmas. It involves Santa and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And honestly, you know, I'm, I still have some really great, like, demand, you know, with, with my what I've recorded thus far. I just have to make time for this year. Because um, I do my own editing and I just don't have time. But I really miss it. I, I do. So um, my voice... And my energy has, I know this don't, don't be surprised, has calmed down. <laughs> I'm shocked because it's off the charts right now. <laughs> I know. So I have the leveling up differently, you know. Um, yeah. Because I, I, I just love talking about sex. And as a woman, especially, mm-hmm. we're in this race with you, you know. And to me, sex is freedom. So all the layers we put on, all the conditions and all the expectations and we're fucking like rabbits, but yet there's something missing. I think mm-hmm. the body's craving sexual love, personally. What was that again? The body is craving sexual love. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think it's, it, um, I, I love having this conversation just because I think there are so many people that have normalized the right. pain of kind of numbing themselves. Mm-hmm. I love telling, that. Yeah, telling themselves like they don't, they don't need that. Um, that type of sexual touch or to feel passion. And and for me, like, that's also why I w- am a former cheater because I might be in a relationship and then the person just stops wanting sex. You know, we don't have sex for six months and and mama's got to get her needs met. You know, so I, I was going out and cheating with other people. And then it was just like this horrible, um, vicious cycle that I found myself Absolutely. in. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, and I had to lose relationships, you know, not to cut you off, Kitty's like, okay. we, is that that we have a responsibility? Mm-hmm. But if you're not delivering and keeping yourself relevant in your relationship with sex, do not be surprised when your partner steps out. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that's, there is a lot of truth in that, you know, and that's also where communication comes in. Like, like when my partner came to me and said, Hey, you know, I've got some sexual needs and they're not being met. What are we going to do about that? And we were able to like put our heads together and kind of come up with a plan. We didn't fix it that day. You know, it took, it took some time. Even, but, right. But, but you guys communicating, you guys worked it through together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want to say also one sided sex or relationships that I, that boggles my mind. You know, I, 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 and I, because I work with couples and she don't want to do this. He don't want to do that. And, oh, I didn't know I had to. Why are you here? Not with mm-hmm. me, but why are you here existing in the realm of water is essential, air is essential, so is sex. Mm-hmm. That is shocker. Uh, it shouldn't be. It's reality. Yeah. Yeah. And that's an interesting uh, question to ask you is like, what are maybe some of the the top things that that you see people coming to you that are having issues that are like these kind of recurring problems that you see? For men, she don't know how to suck my dick. <laughs> like, okay. Mm. Do you mean pussy? Uh, no. Problem number one. <laughs> it does seem pretty obvious. Yeah. It's, that is not tit for tat. It's basically one-sided. And what makes you think that it's okay for her to go down and suck your dick, maybe even use teeth because she's not good at it, but she don't do it well. And you refusing to go down and sniff her yoni, her vulva, her vagina. And this mm. is normal to you? It's not. It's the action in itself. Yeah. yeah. So no leaky, no sticky. <laughs> write that down, ma'am. Write that down. Write it down. Oh, my God. That, I, I've never heard that. Yeah, I can teach you how to tap him out. And then he's going to get insecure and think this is how you suck other men's dick. You see? So we got to bring it all back in and work together so we can all be successful for the betterment of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. For the... <laughs> yeah, I often say for the for the higher and greater good of, of our relationship. And yes. you could also say even for the higher and greater good of our pleasure, you know, because yes. again, sex is fun and pleasure is good for not only just me, but for you, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I love that. So um, I really think that's beautiful the way you put that. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. One of the other factors is, um, is always rushy, 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 rushy. So where are we rushing? We're in a race? Mm-hmm. The body is to be learned and nurtured and doted upon. Mm, and guess that. what? No, and you know this. Men, nipples are sensitive. Some men don't have a problem being vulnerable. I, Especially my couples, we have to learn to be vulnerable with one another. Mm-hmm. Ego and, and pride must be checked at the door. For me and my own personal life, Eddie, I need vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, you can't come sniff. No, I, I need vulnerability. Because if we can't be, if we don't allow ourselves to be exposed to the dynamic of what we're creating, then it's a facade where we, we're in. What's the facade? Mm-hmm. All sexual creatures. You would eventually have an orgasm like, like I do. So why are we playing this game? Yeah. No. So I really don't and teach my couples the importance of the body by itself. Yeah. And then when they get to that point where they are comfortable, then I introduced the, the secret weapon, the mouth, lips, and tongue, and the beautiful things that it does to the entire, entire body. Mm-hmm. 
And then like, I'll get calls or emails. I tapped them out. I tapped them out. I'm like, absolutely. Usher sung about it and good kisser. So say, <laughs> people still to this day, and if you get a chance, Kenny, I'll even send you the link of the video. Good kisser, the opening sequence. He exposed what the song was about. Lipstick on my leg, make me want to tap out, retire. Like, huh? Okay, where are you going with this? I know it. And I have, still to this day, we have discussions in my room on Clubhouse. That's not what you sound like, is you're clueless. You're clueless. Lipstick on my leg, make me want to tap out, retire. Mm-hmm. What do you think she's doing? But when he start the video, you know what he's doing. That's what men I want to kiss. If I can say that, I would love to kiss Usher. <laughs> <laughs> You see that opening singing goes like you are so right, Tati. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, oh my God. You are just hilarious. And I love talking to you. Yeah. Um, just so, so just, you know, sex positive and out and loud. I love it. Yeah. We give to ourselves and we have to learn to share with others, but also communicate about it, you know. And that's why I talked about self-love, self-care, self-awareness, self-exploration. Because when we're good, you're seasoned, I'm seasoned. Mm-hmm. Because we're there, when we meet anyone who's also seasoned, it's a whole different dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Because we're there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you say season, you mean like you, where you 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 own your sexuality, you you know your body, you're excited, you're you know unapologetic in a beautiful way about it, absolutely. and you're you're ready to really be in that vulnerable space too. Like be vulnerable with the other oh, person. Absolutely. And you're being so kind and and so professional. And what I mean by, you know, um, being like truly in tune, it's like, or being seasoned, you can give guarantees at this point, Kitty. I know you can. I definitely can. Seriously. I'm talking about like orgasmic, like, oh my God, I went 10 hours. I even wrote about it in my book. And the guy goes, I can't believe you mentioned me. Like, well, you should be happy I haven't mentioned you. I'm assuming, I'm like, I never mentioned your name. Well, I, we went 10 hours. I never used lubrication. I never dried out. He's my number one in my top three arsenals, okay? Dude, be, be blessed if I even mentioned you in my book, okay? Seriously? <laughs> mm-hmm. That is amazing. You are a firecracker. And apparently, a, uh, I was actually called once, uh, and I will even admit who it was by. It was by uh, Betty Dodson when I was, we were having a conversation and working together, and she uh-huh. said that I was a, a triathlete fuck. So it oh, sounds wow. like... A, it what? sounds like you are a triathlete. That one, triathlete, like that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and like, ten hours. Yeah. Wow. See, I'm absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. That is awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> well, anything, anything that you would, I really appreciate just your your spontaneity, your yeah. heart, your soul, and your exuberance that you bring here. Is there anything that you would like to share with our listeners that is like a, a message that you want to leave them with? Well, first of all, thank you. Again, it's an honor and a pleasure. And I would like to, at your choice, or if you want me to do it, uh, I would like to send an autographed copy of my self-help guide to one of your very good listeners. They all are. Um, and you can either pick and choose or if they can even mention your first caller, the name of my clubhouse room. Um, sign autograph copy for that. You're, you are an open invitation guest on my podcast. Yes. And discuss anything and everything. And we can go as long as you want. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Absolutely. Oh, like you just say, wait, it have to be after May 27th. And, um, that's when I actually come out of my 10 week program. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, I would, it would be an honor to have you, um, seriously, Kitty, and um, your progress, what you're doing, you know, your platform and, and closing the gap because it's still an orgasm gap, you know, and uh-huh. also dispelling of the negative notion about polyamory. I mean, uh, from my perspective, I don't know why you don't have a TED talk. Hello, hello. <laughs> I don't want to do any spoilers here, but that's a possibility. <laughs> you see, is that confirmation? Universe manifested. Let it, see, I, have I like that. I happen. like that. Mm-hmm. This is happen. <laughs> oh, thank you for saying that. That's amazing. Yeah, Very cool. Um, I would, I would absolutely be honored, and we can, uh, we can yeah. talk about that uh, when we stop recording in a little bit more detail. And I'm totally ready to yeah. do that. And yeah, so where can, um, where can people find you and your work and your book? Uh, again, so it's definitely at the Library of Congress. Um, if it's not at your library, um, I will definitely, you know, can call or have my assistants call your city library and get it requested. Oh, and uh, daily I'm on Clubhouse. We just celebrate our second anniversary, second anniversary. Congratulations. The pleasure journey. Sex Q&A during lunch. <laughs> Amazing. And, and people love the room because, you know, we go hard, we go raw, we go deep, and we make everyone feel comfortable. It's not a bad yeah. thing to talk about sex or like or enjoy sex. It's your birthright. So don't cheat yourself. Treat yourself, you know, and ignore the naysayers. Societal norms don't exist when it comes to sex. And we have to stop living lives based on societal norms. They're not even fucking. They're not even having sex. They're destroying our world. I'm really keep it positive. But also, you can find me on my podcast <laughs> by called Oralicious, The Truth About Oral Sex, Intimacy, and Passion. Um, because at the end of the day, oral sex is not just for men. And I said this, I will shut down my podcast and burn my book if those in, in imbeciles in Washington decide that they think my stuff is disgusting and, and then I have a dick suck, I'll burn my book and shut down my podcast. Right? And I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, you are truly amazing and an absolute gem, Tatiana. So thank you for your time, Absolutely. for your your beautiful, infectious energy and your your sex positive enthusiasm. You're welcome back on the show anytime that you would like. Thank you. And I could got to send you something special too. I truly value your time. And the beautiful platform that you have and the light that you are shedding with the world because we need more of you kitty seriously i i i oh, a lot thank you thank you so much thanks for tuning in to today's show if you like what you heard are struggling with some aspect of your relationships and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with me as your relationship coach here's what i invite you to do next head over to lovingwithoutboundaries.com forward slash apply. That's lovingwithoutboundaries.com forward slash apply and book a call to speak with me. I'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, exactly what's not working well in your relationships right now. Number two, ideally where you'd like to be and what might be getting in the way. And number three, the exact strategy to get you there, helping to close that gap. Remember, creating healthy, open relationships does not typically happen by itself. Many often need expert guidance to make it happen. We've helped clients all over the world to feel safe, happy, and secure in open relationships while not losing their mind or their cherished partners. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to lovingwithoutboundaries.com 
forward slash apply. I'm Kitty Shambliss, and let's talk soon.